And now, the right reasons. Yo, New York in the house. It's Brooklyn in the house. Right. Welcome to the right reasons. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Kind of boring in uh, the reality TV world. That's what you're lead with. That's well, what you're leading with. Kind of boring. Let's do this again. Welcome to Right Reasons. I'm David Jacoby. <laughs> I'm Juliet Littman. We're going to hit some new shows this week. Oh, good good lead in. I watched uh, My Fab 40th, as I know you did too. And I, w- I watched it mainly because you told me to. Yeah, because it's really important to you. Yes. Let's just get into it. But we're also going to hit Below Deck and Survivor. Yes. And I watched a little million dollar listing. And, and you Project hit Greenlight. a new one, Project Greenlight. I'm- See, doesn't this seem a lot more fun now? <laughs> Sorry, I was such a downer. I know. I just, I just missed like the challenge. The you challenge know? is coming back. I know. I, just I think they named the date too. I think it's in early December. I don't what? know if that made the list of news on the rundown. What? I didn't. Even I think it's like see December second or something. Yeah. Christmas come early. Yeah, you've okay. really been liberal with the curses on the pods lately, Julie. I just, like it. Just trying to be me and I curse. Good. I think that deserves some snaps. You hate the snaps. <laughs> I hate the snaps. Um, My fat fortieth is important because it. Featured the couple that are semi-interesting, but mainly interesting because he, they, he founded Media Takeout. Now, in that, that exactly right there was basically my thoughts throughout the whole entire episode. Let me just back up a little bit. If okay. you don't know the show, the show is basically My Sweet Sixteen for forty-year-olds. There's but no other way to explain it. I haven't seen any other episodes except for this one. Neither have I. And I only watched it because of the couple. Yes, because they started Media Takeout, yeah, which, which is a website we love. Yeah, it's basically the New York Times for it's basically the New York Times. <laughs> Same level of reporting, Ex- for sure. Exactly, it's all the news that's fit to print, <laughs> within all the headlines that are fit to have grammatical errors and like sensational language. Yes, it's it's really one of a kind. And the thing that's so surprising about Media Takeout is then you get to meet Fred and his wife Natoya, mm-hmm. and she may or may I, I can't tell if she's part of the founding of it or not. Thank you so much. I, let me back up for a little bit to give a little bit more history on this couple specifically. I, also, I just want to say you're probably the biggest fan of Media Takeout as a news source. I'd say the business, biggest fan that you know. You know what sure. I mean? Like, let's just not objectively okay. say that, like in the universe. I'm You're, sure there's a lot of daily? people. Do you yeah, read it daily? every day. I don't. I it doesn't even change throughout the day, but I will go back to it, like right. like hoping that they updated your, it for the first time. It's ever. your internet, true north. You can't yes. you can't turn away. I, yes, exactly. And it is it's just a, basically a, a gossip website, right? Like a serious gossip website that features Black Americans. Like yeah. let's just be honest. And um, this particular couple started it it then he has been featured in the new york times and she has not and this their story in a nutshell on this show is we are high school sweethearts we were struggling being lawyers and now we're rich and we got married and now we want to get remarried at the 40th because we are rich and we want to have the celebration we never got to have and did i mention that we're rich and also they're rich and they're much richer now than they used to be because they're rich now and they have famous friends or at least one carmela i mean lala Lala anthony Anthony, exactly (laughs) and they would be friends with carmelo and lala and i say all that because what I really want to pivot into is what you started the explanation with was he, they, he, they founded Media Takeout. Because if you ask her, they, they. founded Media Takeout. If you read the New York Times profile, he founded Media Takeout. Also, she had a blog that she's like take, made private called um, tri- like Triplets in Tribeca or like Tribeca with Triplets. And I tried mm. to like read it. You and tried to hack into it like Mr. Robot well, style? I could just, it used to be public. 
because I, I was reading about them like in old page six articles and it linked to her blog and now it's private so like she took it down for i don't know why mm. but like it just leads me to believe if you have time for a private blog maybe you're not that involved in this. in media takeout yeah but so they also before media takeout they had a laundry business which which could mean so many different things and all i really know about it is that at one point mariah carey used it because they like used her name like as like mariah carey used this laundry service and they talk about that as like a point of inflection for their business yes in terms of it's growing growing so it's like a laundry business for the stars i don't really know I, I, it could be it could be a mom and pop laundromat like in the middle of nowhere brooklyn or it could be like the stars use it to like clean their gowns before gala events and it could be anywhere in between i have no idea you know that they are good entrepreneurs when when they have more of like a myth than a true story yes because i, I did a lot of research into them i was like i want to do more and i still have all these questions and i did a lot of reading and so i feel like that's like part of their success is they kind of like tweak the story depending on who they're telling it to i'm really curious about how the finances work at media oh takeout my God, me too i'm really curious about how the paperwork works at media takeout like there is a piece of paper that clearly establishes where the equity lies in this company that's media takeout and my question is do fred and i'm sorry i'm gonna put your name what is it natoya and natoya do they share the same amount of equity in this company juliet just guess no I don't think so either. But like, I don't know how community property works for a married couple. Married in New couple York. either. Like, I, I don't know either. But like, there's a lot of questions I have. And like, another thing is like, I go to media takeout every day, and it's not exactly like Ford trucks are being like advertised there. It's not exactly like Coca Cola. It's not like it's not like studios. It's like also, it, did they sell it, and that's why they have so much money? Like, I don't get it. I don't know either. I mean, apparently we didn't do enough research into this, but I watched the whole damn show. I'll tell you that much. I, I can tell you something. I don't think they sold it. Like we would know about that. Also, I just wonder if like do they have other like business ventures that they that like they are. Is it like part of their lifetime lifestyle to make it seem like media takeout rate made them rich when like that was just one port one one business venture in their portfolio? I think. You, I think it's like developing shows. Like if you're producing a show, you need to start developing four other new ones right. at the same time. So I think Media Takeout sort of like their like biggest like blown up thing. But I'd be shocked if they weren't like in the background. And when I say they, I don't know if it's they or him or right. her or what. Like I don't know how this works. And that was part of like the underlying thing of this whole show. I was wondering because it is so financially focused. It is so clearly we used to we used to be have nots and now we are haves. And we're going to tell these cameras and these producers and these mic phones and everybody at this party that we now have one i read they spent like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars on the party just think about that now it's just what a think about get a that. new car instead just think about that like me and my wife are constantly concerned about how much we spent on our wedding and it was not one hundred and sixty thousand dollars <laughs> it's it's not it's, you only had one wedding this is their second go-around like, i know and also oh god she was just not she was not particularly likable. I did mm. really like her style, however. I really did not like his style. He, I liked his style, actually. Okay, pitch me on his style. It's like just really casual, but like I, I feel like it's. Um, that's, G- what, that's what you're going with. I said, pitch me on his style, and you responded with, it's really casual. You know what else's style is really casual? Like Brett Favre. It, it was very. Um, it looked like it's obviously very deliberate the way he dresses. I feel like they're a deliberate couple, mm-hmm. but he made it look like he just kind of fell into it, and I kind of liked that. I don't know. It, didn't it made it me. look like he fell into someone else's closet that's much bigger than him. Yeah, his clothes are too big. His maybe, clothes are too big. Maybe he just lost weight. Every item of clothing is too big. If you if you just lose weight and you're that rich, though, you like immediately go to get. And he clothes. relied on this like motorcycle jacket thing, which first of all, I like was 
in in New York when I lived there five years ago. Okay, so it clearly isn't anymore. And also, it's too big for him, and he's just not a motorcycle jacket dude. I didn't like his leather jacket either. I did like his down vest look that was a good one to me a vest is a really good look if you're not concerned about the warmth of your extremities right you know what i mean if you only want your core to be warm a down vest, a is, vest is a good look for football tailgating from october 15th to november 15th exactly i have found like the just the vest in general it always looks good but like there's i just can't get over the like the non-functionality aspect of it what do you think about people in la who wear down vests like in february when it's like 65 degrees I don't. I don't see those people, and I'm glad I don't see those people. But I'll tell you one thing: there's been a lot of kale wear out there recently. Oh my god, a lot I know. of kale wear. Like enough with the kale. We're wear. beyond kale. Like I feel like kale is very passe. At yeah, this point. seriously. What, like, the, like it's like kind of like Brussels sprouts still around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like kind of like the it vegetable right now. I, I don't either. But that's like a, a nice like rhubarb root vegetable is about to make a come up. Sure, I like a good cauliflower root. If you want to listen to us talk about food for 15 minutes, we have another <laughs> podcast called Food News that we just I slipped into. I forgot this wasn't Food News. Can we talk about the actual event? Like yes. the actual party. It was just, it took over the top and then went over the top again to the point where it was it like. It almost like looked cheap, I, even though it was so expensive. Yes, it did. It, was, it had that thing where it was like. It was so gaudy. It lacked like elegance and it yeah. lacked like attention to detail and grace. And you know what I mean? But instead they went with the like, there was no subtlety to its value. There's no subtlety to its like expense. I, want, yeah. I don't know how to say this, but it was like... It wasn't lavish or luxurious. It was just like tacky. Yes, you could tell. It wasn't like, ooh, I love the card stock on my like place. What do you call it? Place with, with your name on it? Place like, mat? Yeah, or table play, card? Yeah, table card. It's not like, ooh, like I love the... Place card. Like the, the, the place card card stock is excellent. It was more like we got this gigantic chandelier. You know what I yeah. mean? And it, it's kind of like I prefer the former when it comes to sort of like expensive events. There's probably some kind of car analogy here, but I don't know what it is because I don't know anything about cars. Yeah, I don't know anything about cars either. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Something about their uh, the decor. Oh, also, I just feel like the, it looked like um, very 80s, but like unintentionally so, like unironic. Like I just feel like it was the colors and the lights just didn't work. Oh, this is the other thing. I've, I've got another thing. Go. I'm really opposed. I'm, I support an anniversary party blowout. I think it's nice to celebrate. It's not an anniversary party, that's, though. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a second wedding. Yes. I do not support by, like doing a redo with a new wedding dress. That's absurd to me. Like, no. On a birthday, too. Oh, it's, my it's, God. A, it's not an anniversary. I think 50th anniversary, you can renew the vows. Even, like, 25. Sure. I feel like that's fair. Anything below that, no, 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 no. Right? But a birthday is an odd time, and there was a big part of me that just wondered this: What the hell is Reverend Al Sharpen doing here? I know. Like, what, what doesn't he know that this is like a what is it on Bravo? Yeah. Like, it just kind of feels like there's very important matters that he attends to often, and I felt like this is probably a misallocation of his time. Agreed. That's all. You know what I mean? Like, no shots at Reverend Al. Like, maybe he's, like, if he's close friends with them, like, I get it. But I just kind of feel like there's somewhere else he could be, somewhere something else he could put his mind and energy towards that'd also, be more helpful. It also just seems like they would potentially be interested in just getting, like, the most famous people in, in they can in the room for the purpose of their party seeming, like, more important. Yes. I mean, that's kind of a mean thing to say, but I think I stand by it. I think, well, I, let, let me go this way. I think everybody feels that way about every party they've ever thrown. They just want to get more important people in there. <laughs> you know? Between, like, cool people and, like, important people. Quote, unquote, okay, important okay. people. I'll buy that. Like, it's one thing to try to be like, you know who really needed this party? Like, Tyler yeah. the Creator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like, Al Sharpton. Like, Donald Trump is really popular, but I don't want him at my barbecue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, yeah. you, like you know, it would be cooler to have, like, an Obama speechwriter than Donald Trump. 
Yeah, John Favreau. John, Cha- John Favreau. I'll have all the John Favreau show up. Is sure. He? Wasn't he? Yeah, he's a friend of Bill's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Formerly friend of Grantland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I'm glad I didn't watch the rest of the show because it just kind of like made me mad. What the rest of the episodes, My or just like finish this one? No, like the rest of the episodes. I don't. I've never been a fan of like look how much I can spend television. Yeah. Like, can you name like a look how much I can spend television show that's good? Cribs. That's the only one. Cribs. Great one. I read the oral history of Red Man's Cribs. You did? Yeah. Everyone, Google this right now. They did. You remember Red Man's no, Cribs? No, I don't. You don't remember? No. Oh, his cousin was asleep on the floor the whole time. It was like an, his actual house, and it was not lavish. It was like it was like this is my real house in like, it's kind of in nowhere, New Jersey. It's like not in like Jersey in City. Jersey, right? No, but it's not like overlooking the city, like penthouse apartment building. It's like like. It's just a house. It's like a real house. Like the doorbell doesn't work. It was like, it's just, you know, it's just very real. He still lives there to this day. They actually did like whoever did this oral history. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on it. Sounds like complex or it, something. It, I, but it, it might have been complex, but I don't think it was. It was it was complex E if it wasn't complex themselves. That's and a great again, idea. Google it because it is excellent. It is the best episode of Cribs that ever happened. And you know I love Redman to begin with, but it just really solidified that decision. MTV really did reality well for a while. I mean, Real World, Road Rules, Cribs, Laguna Beach, Two Days. I loved all of these shows. Yeah, and they there was a was that surfing one was good. Yeah, um, and didn't they do like a Miami Models one that only yeah, lasted Model one Lake. season? I loved modeling. Me too. I loved like, it. Where did that go? Can't we get that back? They really when they were doing or documentary was it style Ocean stuff. Was it called Ocean? There was two of them that went that went um, parallel, and I watched them both. The Hills, the City. I mean, they just had a lot of reality show. And hits. what they really did well is like. They didn't do any competition stuff. No. Like when Top Chef started popping and like Queer Eye even, there what they really did try to stay somewhat towards the like documentary style. Now again, like it's it's kind of insulting to like the word documentary to call some of these things documentaries, like the hills. But well, they even at did, least they were trying to capture real life or some amalgamation of it. With the hills, like you know, it's not it wasn't real, but they created a world that you were interested in in watching. Like, yes, they created storylines that you cared about. They did a good job engineering a, like a ver- a verite feel. Of, yes, I don't know, like they just were they were really good at it. I almost feel like they don't get enough credit. Why in the do TV you world. think it's broken the way it has for them? I think the success of Jersey Shore might have like derailed them because mm. um, that could be the inflection point. I think so because. First of all, Jersey Shore season one was so much better than the rest of the seasons because that was like a really organic. Yeah, um, they weren't famous at all, and it grew out of a really good True Life episode. Like there's a, there's a the the roots to it were really natural of that mm-hmm. of that season, and I think trying to recreate those like subcultures has not gone well ever since. Yeah, and also I think um, like I find Catfish to be. Like a, a like an objectionable show. Like yeah, I find, and I also I also feel that and a lot of people disagree with me on this. I feel the same way about like sixteen and pregnant or whatever yeah. it's called. Like it's, it's just it's, it's just like it's just like guys like these lies like you're kind of hurting lives and yeah. you're not helping. And I'm sure like some executive would tell me like what we're doing is we sort them. of like no 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 it's more like we're showing teens the difficulty and the hardship of pregnancy and the reality of what it's like to do that in a way to sort of like discourage the behavior or whatever. It's like uh, uh no 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 that's not what's happening. Also, just because they're so young, it's just like I don't think a sixteen-year-old should be on TV like that. And should ha- and has the wherewithal to make the decision of yeah. whether or not they want to be on television. Totally, you Agreed. know what I mean. Like regardless of whether or not they can like be a parent, like they certainly can't decide for themselves whether or not being on an MTV show while they're a parent at that age is good for them. Right, and I think like when you start watching, like well, when you finally join 
the culture and start watching Hard Knocks like I did this year. <laughs> like you realize that there's a way of treating the subjects. Not all reality show created equal, which is somewhat obvious, but it really comes into focus when you watch like some of the less less respectful like, shows. And also, if you were to say like probably like. 25 years ago if you're like okay vh1 like the place where you now get like led zeppelin concert footage yeah. and basically like your dad's mtv is gonna turn into like black reality network yeah. you know what i mean like it's just like the 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 evolution over time it doesn't it's not like someone woke up and flipped a switch and was like this is the way it's gonna be it's just you can slowly see it evolving into that and it's just like much like other channels like what the channel is called no longer represents totally. what the channel is it's called video hits one like they haven't played a video on the thing forever bring up pop bring back pop-up video that was so good i also think that a lot of vh1 programming does seem informed by the success of like a jersey shore i also feel like you're just kind of keep yapping about this stuff because you're delaying us talking about below deck because you didn't love it this week i didn't i just like okay the best thing of the below deck is the this coming on like this season on like the, what we still have ahead the next of us time on yeah and it that's just true about life it, everything is looking forward to something that hasn't happened yet is better than actually living anything in the world for real um Agreed. The it made me also think that they know how kind of boring it's been so far, and they kind of need to keep you going because they packed a lot of punches in that reel. Here's another thing: it's like they really tried to like they're. I'm not sure that Don got fired or quit. Like yeah. he might have been recast. Yeah, because he was boring. Just because he was boring, and they bring in this hot guy hoping that he'll stir things up. And he's, but he's also just boring. on the phone with his girlfriend all night. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think that he kind of told the producers he was single, and then he gets there, and he's got like some girl that's not like truly his like exclusive girlfriend, but he ends up on the phone with all night because he hasn't hooked up with anybody else. Yeah, because he's like not interested in. How do Dane and Rocky not hook up? I don't know. She's I don't. She seems just very strange. Why her? It's, it, they showed another preview of hers like taking her clothes off and diving into the water. That's what she does. I know it's a weird go-to move. She's like a mermaid. <laughs> she should live in the ocean. She, that I'm would not sure a lot. she doesn't live in the like, ocean. She doesn't know how to make eye make contact because you don't need to do it underwater. Around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just, she's never made human eye contact her entire life. My wife was watching. She's like, she's just like a hyena. And I remember writing it down, and I was just like, I don't know what she means, but that perfectly makes sense. Yeah, the way she laughs is kind of like a She hyena. laughs, and she the way she looks around, she's singing to herself all it's the just time. just like she just, I don't know, she doesn't know where to look, or I don't, it's yeah. so annoying. But I find myself liking her. Like, I kind of want to hang with her. I do I think she's kind of fun. Okay. She's not for me. I do. I do. I do. I, I'm relieved that she's not turned on by Emil. Well, I mean, I don't know how it's anyone could be. It's impossible to be He's turned on by Emil. He's the worst. Emil is like the quintessential male or female. This is not a male trait or a female trait where you see them and you meet them and you're like, oh my God, I love that person. And then you talk to him and two hours later, you're just like, just save me from this person. He's the worst. Say hey, you're attracted to it. You are drawn over to him because he's like physically attractive exactly and the second he starts talking you're just like nope you're like no way yeah. <laughs> unfollow block everything yeah. no thank you no longer want this person he's in my horrible life. this week he thought it would be charming to go up to rocky and let her know that he lasts a long time during sex in case that wasn't clear i'm just gonna let that one sit for a second <laughs> i and didn't know you were gonna go there it. on the pod and he repeated yeah it. and then so then but here's the thing what's like, his exact quote i wish i remember it. oh i don't remember but i do like rocky but i did hate that she wrote a note to Emil saying that she had no feelings for him in all caps and that, like, she wishes him the best. It was basically like a breakup letter. And then she shows it to the entire social circle that he she hangs out with. She with a marker, not even the pen. Yeah. And then she, like, gives it to him. And he's like, did you show this to the other people? She's like, yes, I showed it to everybody. It's kind of like, Rocky, that is – there's no – 
Immature no behavior. reason for you to show that to anyone besides Emil. Also, no reason to go all caps with no feelings. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, mean, like it's not what you do. It's how you do it. Like, that is not the appropriate way to get that like across. It seemed like nothing was happening. It was bad weather. So the producers were like, hey, can you write a note out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk about the weather. It seemed really, like, unpleasant in the Bahamas. Like, it's cold, not, windy. It's not a great sell for this. No. And just like... If you're spending what it costs, $30,000, whatever it is, go Google it. It's like somewhere like around 40. 20, 30, 40, whatever. If you're spending that, if I'm spending $40,000 on a vacation, and again, I've never spent, I've probably spent 10% of that maybe once, but if I'm spending that much on a vacation, I'm planning it out and I'm so excited about it. And it's it's like, I'm just, it's on the calendar. I tell all my friends about it. There's just like you said, like the anticipation builds and builds and you're so excited. And then you get down there and you're basically playing Yahtzee in a dining room. Like, we can play Yahtzee in our own dining room and save $40,000. Also, it's one thing to, I mean, again, like, I just would not choose. If I, if, I, if their weather was was questionable at all, I would not choose to spend that time on a boat. Like, give me the yes. nicest hotel in the world. My honeymoon, the weather was not great, right? Mm-hmm. We were in Thailand. And, like, we, we had a great time, okay? But both of us, we'll look you right in the face and be like, there was a yeah, but to every day. Interesting. You know what I mean? We had a lot of fun and we had so much fun. Great memories, great times, but every single day there's a yeah, but. Mm. It would have been better had the weather been good. I guess you know it does rain mean? there a lot. What, what season? Oh, it's September. Yeah, but like we went when it was non rainy season, but the rainy season came early mm. and, and everyone we talked to was like, oh, yeah, it's the rainy season now. It came early this year. We're like, God. That's damn like it. coming to California during an El Nino year or something. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? It's an El Nino year. Let's move on to the next show. Really? Yeah. No, nothing else about Below Deck? I don't know. What do you got? You don't want to talk about it. I don't know. I just, I, I'm trying to think about what happened on this episode and I have no the idea. The sorority sisters came. It was so boring. Yeah. It's, they it's, had a boring just, trip. They had, yeah. The sorority sisters came. They sat inside for a little bit. They got caught in a rainstorm and then they left. All right. Let's That's move on. That's it. Survivor? Survivor. Survivor is pretty good. I'm back in on Survivor. My probably my favorite reality show right now. Oh no, Project Greenland. This is a good indication that this is going to be a good season of Survivor, or that I've matured. Most likely the former. Let's Interesting. Be yeah. That there is not a woman I'm attracted to on the show, but I'm still into it. Especially Survivor, I kind of always like to like you know lock in on one sure. or two women on the show. Joe is definitely the most attractive person on the show. Oh, I thought you were going to say in the control room. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name, right? Joe? Joga? Joga? Well, you know, his name is now Survivor MacGyver. Survivor Joe is an overachiever who's kind of annoying. Like, and it, He's definitely not for me. He made hammocks for everybody. You know what I mean? And then what else did he do? He, he like, took a coconut like a, and like a made like an alarm character. clock. Yeah, it was just like... He's like a movie character. He's a little overachievery. Yeah. Yeah. He looks to me, he looks to me like hot Jason Siegel. I can't unsee it. Yeah, I don't see that at all. Well, maybe I'll have to do a side by side to convince Shots you. Shots to Jason Siegel, though. God, <laughs> I said collateral hot damage. I said yeah, like, hot like, yeah, I know, but that just means that he's not hot. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think he's. I, I think he's attractive enough. But Joe's like a mount. He's like, he's like from nature. He kind of reminds me of like Mowgli from the Jungle Book. He was like raised like a grown up. Have nature. you seen the live action Jungle Book trailer? I have. I was so excited by it that I dropped my phone and cracked. Really? The screen. Yeah. Are you a Jungle Book fan? No. Oh, you just think it looks good. No, that's just what happened after I watched it. Oh, okay. But it did look good. I see. Sure. Yeah, yeah I was sure. Into it. I, was into it. Um, I like that the old people are kind of taking the power back. I use old very... I use old in terms of old school. Old school. Versus new tribe. school. Tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, like, 
I like how Savage uh, on his on his squad and Varner and Terry on their tribe, like they're kind of in the power positions, and they're really shaming everyone who's like playing too hard. Like for I, example, I do like that. I do too. So Savage told this long story at meeting his wife. Were you moved by it? Okay. It he, was like someone was telling a joke that didn't have a punchline. Okay, it like, was like he started like, to tear die? up. I was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, did, did she die? Did they get a divorce? Did, they, did the kid pass away? Like, where's the tragedy that's making this so emotional? And really what it is is like, I'm an old dude and I met a hot girl. That's yeah. the story, he, right? And playboys were involved. He just like really loved his wife. I don't know. But then he starts crying about it, and I was like, I almost wanted to like rewind and listen again, and be like, "Where's the know, part I that miss I something? missed?" Because I'm probably gonna have to talk about this in the stupid podcast. Like, <laughs> like what, what did I miss here? I sometimes like take a break for like ten seconds and stop listening, and then I was like, "Did I miss it?" Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> did we miss it collectively, and now we're making fools of ourselves? We might be making fun of a widower. I don't know. I don't think so. But he, I think he might. Just, you know what? He probably. It always boils down to this, Juliet. He's just hungry. Yeah. He's just hungry. And then other people start crying. Tired. It's kind of like puking. Like if you smell someone else's puke, like you kind of want to puke. That's what happens. Like everyone's crying all of a sudden. It's like, you're crying because this like 45-year-old dude has like a 23-year-old model wife? Is that what we're doing right now? I know. It was really strange. So then, so he's crying and then Jeremy starts crying and he doesn't want to show weakness to the tribe. So he like removes himself out into. Yeah. Have the, like a, a, a lone cry. A personal moment, which mm-hmm. I get. Sure. And then Steven was like, do you think he's looking for idols? Which I think is a reasonable question. Totally. And everyone was like, God, Steven, can't a man just be upset and go into the jungle? So here's the thing. I think what's happening is there is this game shame thing happening. Yeah. And like, I'm not buying it. It's like, oh, cool. Like, I'll play the game shame, but I'm playing the game. I'm just pretending that I'm game shaming. If Jeremy was good, he would have seized upon his need for a personal moment to look for an idol. Absolutely. So I I don't particularly like Steven, but I sort of am amused by these, like, the younger kids who come in with all strategy and no heart. like being kind of like um, relegated to the margins because that happened to Shireen and Spencer. I love Spencer. It's so weird that you love Spencer. What is wrong with Spencer? He's no one, smart. Okay, he's smart. I don't. I don't buy that he's smart. I think he might just like have the right code words for good survivor. vocabulary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some people are just vocabulary smart. Yeah. you know what I mean. I've it's got like, some friends like that where I'm like, oh, this guy's really smart. I'm like, oh, wait a second. He just knows lots of long words. Yeah, he's like a student of the game. Like, yeah. but he's only read like one. Like, he's if he's only read one book, it's a survivor handbook. You know, like I'm not sure he's like really. Sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm, just not, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not sold on it. I just think he's like really annoying. I like him. I think he's well spoken in his interviews. I think he articulates the TV. situation well. You know what I mean? And I also think that. But like at Tribal, he was so annoying. He like he lists everyone by name. It's like I'm like Jacoby, Carlos, Joe, Josue. I yeah. mean this. I'm changing my opinion. I'm changing how I act. Like I, I give you my word. Who is Josue? In the, you, in the control room. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's his me, real name. His real name is Josue. You're right. You told me that I wouldn't remember his name. So now I've made a point to remember it and use it to prove he, it. But he introduced himself as Joe because he knows we're going to mess up Josue like I just did. But I don't think I did. No, you did a great job. Okay, anyway. So I just find Spencer to be like just sort of annoying. I don't know. I like Spencer. Who do you I'm like shocked. on the show? Um, I like Varner. Uh-huh. I feel like he's a, like a, a character. Um, who else do I like? I don't want to hang out with her ever, but I find Abby Maria to be compelling. So, yeah. I think that Abby Maria is basically carrying the show like LeBron carried the Cavs in the finals. Interesting. Like, it's like, I if, mean, her if, crazy is really good for the show. If you think about like just like the faces that come to mind when you think about the season of Survivor, like I just see a big Abby face and with like a big Joe man bun. Like those are the only two things that I see. Like Abby is carrying the show. She she 
just does this thing where she'll get upset over nothing and then act like her being upset over nothing needs to be the top priority for every person around her. Also, her personal narrative, the way she talks about every event is um, like kind of fun to listen to because she's so direct in the way she speaks. But it's like she doesn't she knows she has a temper, but she doesn't know how crazy she still sounds. Yes. So she's I mean, she's very good television. How from a strategy standpoint, how long do you keep her around? I wonder if producers have influence over the vote. This is just a thought that came through my mind. Because okay. clearly, Ivory Maria has no true allies, right? She, the, old, the old school guys the old on her school, tribe are kind of using her. Exactly. But in Survivor, you know that sometimes you be, that, makes, that makes you one of two things. Either next out or swing boat. Extremely You know valuable, what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like, so it can go either way with her. So I could see her staying around as the swing boat type. But, like, if you're stuck on an island, like, she has got to be very – just in the terms of, like, types of people that you want to be stuck on an island with, she has to be very low on that list. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would never want to be, like, stuck with her. Although, like, if you surround her with, like, people who know how to deal with her, maybe you can all kind of, like, enjoy her together. I don't want to say laugh at her, no. but it's kind of like – I don't know. It's it, I do think that the older guys on her tribe, um, Terry – Varner and there's someone else who seems to be in with them. I forget who it is. They do seem like they could have a strong alliance going. I don't mm-hmm. know. Julia, you're trying to convince yourself of this. No one allies with Abby Maria unless you're just trying to take her to the end because you know she can't win. Or at least to the merge. Like, you get rid of her after the merge. Yeah, to, something like to that. To make it through tribes. Oh, they're, they're going to three tribes next week. I like that. Me too. So how do they split up the tribes? I don't know. I think from a rock they just pole. Grab from grab from a thing. I it always wanted really it to be a little to leave it that way. I like, always from a producer standpoint. <laughs> wouldn't you rather just be like, okay, here are your new tribes? Or I would game it where people had to betray each other by making the teams. You know what I mean? Like like picking having captains and doing a schoolyard pickup. something like that, or being like, okay, those are the people you picked. Now we're going to do this again, and you cannot pick anyone that you picked previously. Mm. So like, like, like I would do something where kind of like flip it on the people, and uh, like you know how um, like those like in the challenge they'll do those like trivia games, like yeah. who's got the worst hair? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like just to make them insult each other, I would do something like that to like, create conflict out of it totally. because a rock pull doesn't create any conflict. It's just like random, and there's nothing to really like chew on from a storyline standpoint I think also in as, that as a producer I'd want to ensure that we were going to get like maximum storyline so I'd want to like pair people based on what I thought would cause drama but it, but like again like you have to remember that the people that work on this i.e. Jeff Probst think that this is like a serious social yeah. experiment so like, it would be too obvious if they're like hey we just made these teams right. you know what I mean so there has to be some game element to it but they decided to just make it random that's true. That's a good point. I'm glad that it got rid of Exile Island. Although who knows, it could be coming back. But I don't really miss that portion, that part of the game. I do like the idols in the in the, the challenge. Um, challenge. Great. There list. is an idol still out there. Yeah, I you like know? it. I want to see. That. I think Boyan needs an idol. Has an, has an idol they haven't found. Who? Oh, Boyan. I think that's what the tribe's name. I don't. I never can remember. I don't can't remember either. Uh, let's go to weird watches. Okay. I watch Project Greenlight. We Project Greenlight. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Like, but I just certain I have like certain pop culture Spidey sensors. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it's just it's really just an, an, it, this is what they are basically: conversations with people I know, people tweeting stuff at me, just Twitter in general, um, looking at the internet, and just kind of uh, you know just just sort of soaking it all in. You've basically just described being alive. Like <laughs> that was really bad. 
Like, if we did edit these podcasts, I would be like, oh, sweet, can you take out the last 20 seconds of that? Because I, that was just stupid. And I tried to, like, use my fingers to make points, too. That was awful. It's okay. All right, whatever. So, yes, I do think Project Greenlight's in the zeitgeist I just feel right like, now. I just feel like it's like more so than other seasons. Like, I feel like in that first season, why. everyone was talking about it, and then it came, and then, it, like, they, this is, like, the fifth season, but two, three, and four, no one cared about. This, well... This is the third season, and I let's, think. And let's not forget this that they, they brought us LaBeouf. Yeah, this is season three. They took a long break. Um, I think there's a few reasons why it's really popular. LaBeouf, LaBeouf, Dylan, 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 Dylan. Um, ben Affleck has just had like a, a summer of scandal, and he's on this show. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's friendship is like one of the things that people love about both of them. For sure. Uh, so they're on the show together, Did being you see friends. Matt Damon said that it was difficult to be Affleck's friend during the yes. J Lo thing. I loved that, but I thought that was like a joke. I feel like that was like taken a little bit out of context. Yeah, that's not something Matt Damon would joke about. I don't know. That's entirely something oh, Matt yeah. Damon would joke yeah. about. Yeah, of course. Okay, just making sure. Well, because he then and then another thing is Matt Damon has been very controversial the last few weeks. He said something controversial about um, diversity in Hollywood in the first episode, and mm. then he said something controversial about um, if gay actors should disclose that they're gay. So like Matt Damon is like making waves, um, which I don't think is good for his reputation. But it's probably good for publicity for a TV show. I think it's when you when you say something like that that gets taken out of context, right? I think when you do it in a sort of like live radio or like live television environment, it's very very different than like oh this thing I said six months right. ago while we were shooting is now just aired and now like I'm being sort of like dragged through the coals for it. Also, he he has used the context defense for him talking about diversity in Hollywood. Like basically, he kind of like. Just to sum it up, really, because you haven't seen it, right? No, in the, no. In the first episode, um, a black female producer uh, is like sort of advocating for taking diversity and viewpoint into consideration for who's going to win the contest. And Matt Damon's like, "No, we don't need to do that. Like, that's not the contest. Like, that's not what we decided on." And, and, he and, see- and so he's basically saying, "Like, we're going to make this a meritocracy, and yeah. artistic merit is what we're going to base this on solely. We're going to do this yeah. sort of like blind justice." Yes. Yeah, and the way that he says it is a little bit more offensive than that. And the woman who he's arguing with takes a lot of umbrage. And you know, I certainly see her side. And it's—I mean, what, you can't side against diversity in viewpoints. Like, like you also it's, can't deny that Hollywood has a diversity problem. So totally, yeah. So, but the thing that I find weird about his um, out of context defense is like, ostensibly, he's in charge of this TV show. Yeah, so, like, couldn't he have given himself a better edit if he did, wanted to? Did you not look at a cut? Yeah, like it's. That's re- what I mean. When it's different, like in a live, like even if you and I right now, this is not live. This is going to be edited by Joe. A.K.A. Josue. You know what I mean? So, like, so if I say something, like, list different ways of getting information, I can tell them to take it out. And, and, they have six months to do right. so. This just makes me feel like Matt Damon doesn't watch the cuts. That's what I feel like. Uh, yeah. But it is like a good TV show. And this woman, Effie, who's the producer that he fought with, she has become somewhat of a controversial only because she um she is really she's like the day-to-day producer in charge of the budget staying on schedule mm. and uh she has this unfortunate the, the way they've edited her she has said like several times in the show i've worked on over 17 features like she keeps repeating that as like her credential and she and she seems like very good at her job and i also think she has a beautiful speaking voice i love the way she talks oh good um but she gets into a fight with peter Farrelly this week where basically he kind of inter- He's she's she's trying to convince the Am filmmaker. I supposed to know who Peter He's Farrelly one of the Farrelly is? brothers. They, um, oh, oh, yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. they're actually involved because what was the movie with Matt Damon where he plays a conjoined twin? 
remember that one? Oh, I do remember that with one. With Greg Kinnear. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. But anyway, I think that's like how he kind of got involved. There in are movies. Real quick aside, can I get a 20-minute yes. non-reality take? A movie, the process of writing the script, pitching it to studios, getting it cast, getting it shot, getting a director, getting it edited, getting it marketed, getting it going, getting it up and out, is like a three-year commitment, yeah. like two years. It's like, it's like dominate someone's entire life. And then if it doesn't really pop like that, like it just becomes just like dust in the in like the netherworld of like things that no one cares about. Totally. Like this particular movie. Like someone cared so much about this movie. And I'm just like, what? Okay, nah, well, I don't the director is like a total um, cliche of a creative where like he's so set on his creative vision, he won't compromise on anything. Mm-hmm. And I get like why that's useful in some cases, but when you're making an independent film, it's really not. Like you have to be like budget conscious and so an issue becomes he's he is insisting on filming on shooting on film instead of digital and effie like takes him to like some post-production place to like show like look digital is so great and he rejects it and then peter farrelly kind of without consulting anyone just like steps in and was like oh i'm gonna convince him to use digital Mm -hmm. and she gets offended that he doesn't consult with her first and just kind of like throws himself into the process when he's not actually involved day to day i totally i'm on her side i love workplace drama i just love workplace drama particularly with like hollywood you're just like yeah 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 this is how the sausage gets made. So anyway, this week, again, she Peter Farrelly quits the movie because he doesn't want to deal with Effie. And I think she's totally right. Like, I mean, maybe she gets, like, a little too angry. It's not but what you do. It's how you do it. Like, all he had to do is just get the cosign from her. Like, there's a way know, that just they... Let, let her know you're going to... There's a way this could have all been done differently where everyone ends up yeah, happy. Like, because he could have... Like, if the end result was to get him to use this, this annoying filmmaker to use digital, Peter Farrelly could have been like, hey, I'm an, I have experience here. Maybe he'll listen to my voice. And mm. it would have been a win wait, for wait, everyone. But she worked on over 17 features. <laughs> right. I know. So it's it's a well it's a well done show. Like Hard Knocks, you're, I'm like okay. Like obviously, Adrian knows what they're doing. Like they, I love that we have the second Hard Knock reference, and we're like really, four weeks into the football season. Hard too. Knocks has influenced my entire year. Are you going to go back and watch a previous season? Tweet at Juliet if she was to watch only the first episode of one single what season. Which one Good should call. it be? I just I feel like it just has really shown me what reality TV can be. And HBO <laughs> Go like might not even have them because I they think, think they that don't. they're stale. Yeah, it's like who wants to watch like the 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 Cincinnati, the Kansas City Chiefs Hard Knocks from no. four years ago? No, but like maybe I heard the Rex Ryan Jet season. It's it, it'll make you love Rex Ryan. Right, it yeah. absolutely makes you love Rex Ryan. It may, it, this is a guy like I love Rex Ryan so much. I do feel like. Like it makes me rethink some of the shows that I love. I'm just like, God, this is so superior. I can't wait to fast forward like five years from now. You're like a huge football fan, totally based <laughs> on Hard Knocks. I love the Texans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just like, I can't believe that they have to replace the strong safety. What are they going to do when they're in a two? I know. My mom became a huge football fan late in her life. So Really? Yeah, she's, lo- she's obsessed with the NFL. Really? Is it like a Jets or Giants thing? She will, like watches as much professional football as she possibly can. Get out of here. But she's a Jets fan. Yeah. She's Miss Litman. Miss Jacobs. She Shout out to Miss Jacobs too. I'm sure there's a Miss Litman out there listening <laughs> That's to. True. Yeah, who knows? Um she listens to like as much sports rate. She listens to Boomer and Carton every morning. Like every single day. Really? Yeah. Loves it. She's the best. Yeah. She's the best. Let's talk about your weird watch. Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles. Okay. Not as good as San Francisco. Not as good as San Francisco. Interesting. I have a couple points I want to discuss with you. Great. Josh Blag. Flag. Flag, his name is. 
One thing, if you don't watch Million Dollar Listing, this is basically how it goes. There's three groups of people, usually like four people total, three, but three sort of independent sellers, and they all pick one or two properties, usually one property that they're going to sell by the end of the episode, right. but they try to pretend like it's like in jeopardy, right? And what they do is they have the seller that they're convinced to sell it for cheaper, and they have the buyer that they try to convince to buy it for more. It's, it's all they do, right? But you watch Josh flag. He just does it with a flair and a confidence and a calmness that no one else possesses. Like the, the buyers will be like, I'm just going to use numbers. They're like we're only going, the sellers will say we're only going to accept 2.25. And he's like, all right, fine. Like, well, they're only offering two. And then he'll call the other people and be like, they need 2.5. And then the sellers are right there next to him. And they're like, what are you doing? And he's just calm. He's sipping his iced tea. He's like, don't worry about totally. it. Totally. And then they come back and they're like, 2.5 is a deal. And he just made them another 250 grand that they didn't want him to even ask for. And he's just got this like attitude of like, don't worry about it. I've done this before. I've got this all taken care of. Whereas some of the other people are just like a little more uptight, a little more worried, a little more nervous about the way that everything's transpiring, where he has a calmness in the storm, which I really like from my real estate agent totally and another thing that he does that i really appreciate is he learns like three phrases in all of the languages that are common in la so he's got like three farsi f- f- oh phrases. good 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 he's got a couple of spanish phrases good like some korean or whatever yeah. yeah so he really like caters to his audience depending on like where the house is it's good one thing i'm really concerned about is his hair like oh it's my like God. even in the We've interview been setting a lot with josh flag and his hair even in the interview setting it looks like he slept on it and it's like i know that there's professionals around they're paid like i don't know like a thousand dollars a day just to make your hair look good and this is what they came up with josh flag he just has a lot of confidence in like the persona he's chosen uh-huh. at least the tv persona i don't i don't know if he's different and he just goes with it and i like it like it, it's like he just sort of like he doesn't give any f's you know he's just like whatever world this is me this is who they i am. had a and this is a question i have of you so there's truesdale do you know what that is yeah it's like near it's like, beverly hills it's like above in beverly hills, hills yeah. and like more expensive right yeah. and then they also had a place in beachwood canyon which you also know where that is and like there's a lot of tours there because of stupid hollywood sign people mm-hmm. drive by or whatever yeah and there's a lot of trails to, from there yes it's good hiking yeah and there's also a don't sleep on the hollywood reservoir either great hike yeah you ever gone so. around that thing no i haven't walk around that thing okay beautiful bring a friend it's gorgeous and um then they had this one property which was like in like not the best neighborhood. Like there's an apartment building next door. Their neighbors were very close. But what it was was essentially like Joey called it. That's my wife. She called it a McMansion. But it was like a modern, gorgeous, open floor, top of the line, like like just five bedrooms, bath, oh, the one perfect. with the gigantic windows that was like yeah, a smart it was house? it was like it was just gorgeous mansion, but. You're kind of in like a not great neighborhood, but it only, I think it only costs like 2.2 or something. I would take it. I would go for like medium neighborhood, great house. That's exactly what I was getting to. Like I'm taking medium neighborhood, great house over any other alternative. Also, to me, there's like some, there's only two distinguishing factors really for a neighborhood. Like it, like can you walk around or not a lot or not? And if it's a not, then I'm just like, whatever. If I have to drive everywhere, who cares? Like I'm getting in the car it's no Los matter Angeles. what. Los yeah. Angeles, yeah. Like that's not a big deal. But also there's like... I just want a little bit of privacy, like, mm-hmm. and I also don't want to be so close to the neighbors that I like know their lives. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like it's like you don't. There is like something to like a neighborhood where you want to feel some sort of community, but a home like this at a price like that, it's. I'm telling you, Julia, it was gorgeous. I think I, I, think I saw this episode uh, in my apartment. I love, which I love. I have a great backyard. Shout to your apartment. Um, 
Great backyard. I was. It's really close to all my neighbors, though. Like, I was sitting mm-hmm. on my couch last Saturday night, like about to go out, and I heard the Game of Thrones theme song. And then I was like, "Oh, someone like is watching oh, yes. Game of Thrones." And, yeah. just, and then I could like hear the like the British accents, and I was just like, "Wow, this is why people like like to have big lots. This is does not happen." Yes, I have all my. <laughs> phone conversations because I've got like a loud child and a mm-hmm. wife so I go out into the backyard but there's just a, like I'm literally like f- five feet away from the nest house it's just Me a too. fence in between and I'm just like they probably know more about my life than like my best friends I know like all my private conversations like when I'm like sitting in the yard like just the chat exactly but they know everything about everything like, about always, your life yeah and I always drama. wonder when I see them on the street I always wonder if they look at me and they're like oh that's the guy that blank you I'm know what so I mean I'm so high density though that I, I don't know any of the like, if I saw him on the street I wouldn't know except for all the people like upstairs I don't know anyone's faces of who lives around me I just like know it's some voices it's such a different thing when you move from New York in New York you don't have a relationship with the people that live around you yeah like you really just don't and that's like even even if you sit in the same elevator we lived on like a high floor we would sit in the same elevator with people that literally their entire lives were based 20 yards from ours and we would just not speak or make eye contact totally and like as like as like a mutually understood thing whereas in the rest of the country outside of like that one stupid you know island like that, that one little tiny plot of land people have relationships with their neighbors and your neighbors are very important and people complain about their neighbors and like the way then people's neighbors really affect their happiness both positively and negatively i think i'm a bad neighbor because i growing up in new york i'm just like who cares like whatever i think you're better off being like that than yeah being you, you end up you you end up like you you cancel yourself out so you're 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 not in the red or the black <laughs> whereas I think that I'd rather have that than someone who could swing hey, largely either like way once, exactly like, being involved in your life news right. time news there was a real world reunion in D C this week honoring D M Brown in Congress Sean from Boston his wife Rachel from San Francisco Laurel who we love mm-hmm. Derek who was on Road Rules and then on the Challenge a thousand times Norman and Puck were all at like some congressional event to honor D M. Okay, so we can't make too much fun of this because it's to honor DM, who died of cancer, and she's the best. But we can talk about the way Puck and Norman looked. Puck looked like, um, like kind of like David Lee Roth, but like crazier. He looked kind of like, oh God, I didn't mention this. There was like a Burning Man element to Million Dollar Listing LA, which was just absolutely embarrassing. This one guy pretended to be a burner. It was insane. But anyway, Puck looked like... Someone that went to Burning Man took too many drugs and never left Burning Man emotionally. You he know what I mean? Like a white suit and like his hair was long. It, it, it was like sunglasses and like like all these accessories. Like he, the he proportions just of his like, of his body were completely and his hair, changed. Yeah, yeah. He definitely looked like not David Lee Roth, but he definitely looked like a six year old who was still on tour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like White Snake reunion tour. And Norman just looked exceedingly normcore. Have you ever heard of White Snake before? Yeah, of course. Okay, good. Here I go again on my own. Is that their song? I can't believe I got you to say it. <laughs> That's their song though, right? Yeah. Any dude who's like my age, like like mid thirties, knows that video. Like It's by also heart. referenced in old school. Oh, that's probably why you know it. Now I knew it before, but like that's like a big that's a old school reference that popularized it again. Next piece of news. Jax is suing a shoe company for failing to pay him for wearing their shoes. Jax okay, suing I'm someone wearing, for failing I'm wearing, to pay him. I'm wearing Converse right now. Can I sue Converse for failing to pay me? Like, did they have an agreement in place? Also, Jax, like, 
how far along did this go? Like, how much were you wearing that? It's hard to believe Jax wears if shoes. You're, if you have a shoe company, okay? Like, Adidas just paid James Harden $200 million, right? Yeah, delivered a truck full of shoes. Who's, like, the, the CMO of a, of a fledging shoe company that's like, do you know what's going to get us over the top? We're going to get that Jax branding. We're going to get these on Jax, and that's going to propel us into a multi-million dollar clothing corporation. That's not happening. I don't think there's any company, brand, organization that would benefit from Jax's endorsement. Stand by. Like here. Oh, I'll give you. I'll give you one. Thieves. Um, what do you use if you get herpes? Um, What's it called? They found it in like Paris Hilton storage locker once upon oh, a time. Uh, Allegedly, sh- like Valtrex or something. Yeah. yeah, I think that would work. <laughs> An STD medication. Yes. No. He'll I, probably sue us for I, saying I, that. I would, I would, I would, if I was that company, I'd want someone who seemed like more normal and regular. I wouldn't want some like. But let's drill down a little bit, right? Like, okay. Who's the lawyer that oh. like has a meeting with Jax and is like, you know what? You've got a case here. Like I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm with the second you leave this office, I'm gonna start working on this immediately. Like, I, what are you doing with your life? Of all the humans like in the world, Jax is top five. Someone I would never want to associate with. The lawyer that takes on Jax's BS cases is like top three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Great point. <laughs> Seriously. Great point. Uh, Reality Steve is on the beat of Ben H season. Ben I H. love Reality Steve. I love Ben H. I know you do. Um, How do you feel about revealing that in the last podcast now that now that we've been past it? Because there was a part of me that was like, was Juliet really asking me to like not air that? I'm a little embarrassed by it. Really? I'm a little embarrassed. I by really it. enjoyed it. I thought it was a moment. I thought it broke the norm of our. I did like pattern. that. I did like that. I liked that it was a different kind of podcast, but yeah. I just feel like I seemed really crazy. Like, I feel like I seemed like a stalker. And I, I'm not. Like, I'm you're not. Totally gonna, not. I'm that. not going to seek no, out Ben H. Totally not that. Are you j- making fun of me? I can't no, tell. No. <laughs> anyway, Reality Steve says that Amber, who we love from Paradise, mm-hmm. and Becca, who we do not love from Chris's season, she's mute, likes Chris. Yeah. They're going to be on Ben H's season. Who knows? Oh, I know who knows you because you were there. Um, You're just not allowed to say. Uh, Let's just leave it at that, okay? Because when you say who knows and you know, it's a weird thing to say. You're like, who knows? It's like, I don't know. You were there. Next piece of news. Kahuta was arrested for a DUI after crashing his truck. Mm. I just can't get behind that. It's just a bad idea, man. Like, I'm have so, a plan. I really regret making this last piece of news on the pod, on the rundown. It's sad. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like DUIs can break bad in so many ways. It seems like not a big deal just to get behind the wheel. But like, you know what? You can just like run over a family. I think he's on the next season of the challenge too. He is. So we'll be. I love me some cahuts. I hope that like he's not spiraling after a bad season or something. Who knows? That's a really dark comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Plug food news. Food news is coming on Monday. Give it a listen. It's only 15 minutes. What are we taste testing? We are taste testing wrap snacks. Mm. Only available in St. Louis, apparently. And there's no W. R-A-P snacks. Oh, my God. You're a genius. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on podcast.